Hello everyone and welcome to Tea with Coco. I am Coco like Chanel. Today we have a very special edition. My husband and I just got back from a wonderful belated honeymoon in Maui, Hawaii and I convinced him to come on the podcast again and review some of our favorite things that we did on the trip tips and tricks if you guys are looking at going to Maui, things we learned sometimes the hard way (laughs) along the way, and the amazing adventures that that island can hold for you. So as much as we missed our dog, Belle, who is coming home today, dogs are not allowed on islands without going through quarantine, so it's the only drawback of the island. But she is headed home today with her Aunt Lacey and her brother Benson, and we're very excited to recount our tale for you. Please enjoy. you had to make that so difficult well because i wanted you to say something not just breathe into the microphone that's how we check the mic that's how we make sure that it's working so i took a very deep breath yeah you did i'm gonna have to take a deep breath now (laughs) (laughs) okay welcome everyone to our top 10 cumulative top 10 we had a big discussion on whether it was five each or we're gonna do 10 each but I thought there was going to be a lot of overlap. So we're doing five each. Maybe overlap. Then there's definitely going to be some overlap. (laughs) Yeah. Well, we'll just see how it goes. Okay, we're just going to talk about what we liked about our trip to Maui. I have my my bonus. I have some bonus, too. Picks to expand on the top five. I do as well. Um, So what do you want to go? You want to start with the ones that you want to go top to bottom, like least favorite to most favorite? Or you want to start with your favorite? Least favorite? Do you want to start with your number five or your number one? <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> I, I think five. Okay, me too. Got to build the suspense You have to build the suspense, yeah. Okay, so go ahead. You start off with your number five. Number five, the Paya Fish Market. Yeah. Restaurant. So that was a restaurant, yeah. Correct, restaurant. Mm-hmm. Um... We ate there the first night in yep. town and discovered a brand new favorite fish. Oh, Paka Paka. Oh, Paka Paka. Um, the Paya Fish Market gives you at least five, I think five to ten options of different fresh fish plates and four different options or five on types of preparation for the fish. Yeah. So if you want just a good fresh fish plate with, you know, a couple sides gives you a ton of different options so far as fish and different types of preparation. Um, but there's in, really only one fish you should get. Right, including the, the opaka paka, which we had never, ever heard of, had never seen it before in San Diego, which we get a ton of fresh fish here. Um, but we had never heard of it 
had no idea what it was, um, but it definitely turned out to be our favorite fish of the trip. Maybe ever. It might be my favorite fish right now. It is a Hawaiian white snapper for those of you who are not yet familiar with Opakapaka. And it has a cross kind of between like a meaty swordfish, but it's flaky and light and it's not too fishy. No. Like salmon. It's it's more like I'm trying to think of like what a white flaky fish it would be. Like sheep's head. Um it's close to sheep's head, if you guys are aware of that fish. But it's meatier. It's both light and filling. <laughs> it is an oxymoron of deliciousness. <laughs> and I, I had the preparation with garlic, lemon, white wine, butter, and capers. And I had the blackened, which is Cajun seasoning uh, in a cast iron skillet. Um, Mine was better. Yeah, I mean, I think the majority of people would think yours is better. Yeah. Because um, they have taste think I think yours is better, yeah. actually. <laughs> it's way better. The, the blackened was really good. It was, it was good. It was really good. But it, if I had one last meal at Pia Fish that Pia. restaurant, yeah. yeah, I would go with the the preparation that you chose. Well, you could probably put butter, white wine, garlic, and capers, and lemon on, like, cardboard, and I would eat it, but... Probably. It does make that fish specifically taste delicious. Yep. I agree. And they have many locations throughout the island, as we found out, because we went to two different locations. Yeah, and I actually think I'm... I might have seen a third. Yeah, I think there's three. Um, yeah. So regardless of where you choose to stay or travel uh, throughout the island, it's a location or a restaurant that you'll most likely run into at least once. Yeah. Well, my number five was the Maui Ocean Center. Hmm. Yeah. I have very high expectations for aquariums coming from New Orleans having probably the best aquarium I've ever been to, the Aquarium of the Americas. Um, And so I'm usually very let down like we were at the La Jolla Aquarium here in San Diego. We bought a membership. Uh, Yeah, I I think we should preface that by saying before we ever actually went into (laughs) the aquarium, we purchased a year-long membership. Yeah. So I I think laying out that expense (laughs) at at the outset kind of dulled the... Yeah. And the zoo is so good in San Diego. So you just think, and it's and by the ocean. And we're on the water. <laughs> it, it's logically, good. it would make sense. But um, anyway, Maui. So we'd been really tainted by that aquarium experience. So we bought our tickets online, and um, and we went. And it was actually, I think, quite fabulous. I I liked um, the way that they had it set it up. It was pretty big. They had lots of interactive. Um, I liked learning about the different Hawaiian fish. We were there for the turtle feeding, which I would highly recommend um, doing. 
and they were really knowledgeable um, about turtles and about migration and just Hawaiian marine life. And we saw another presentation where they fed everything that was inside the big tank, uh, the sharks. They're one of the only places that has a tiger shark. For now. For now. Amazing. I think my favorite thing in that tank, though, was the huge stingrays. I mean, huge. They were as big as a human. I mean, it was incredible. Incredible. I loved the stingrays. But I I think the biggest draw to the aquarium is that it really focused on the marine life and fish that were specific to Hawaii. Yeah. So you're not getting the same redundant species that you would come across at literally any other aquarium in the U.S. Um, You know, really focused on fish that you would predominantly find in the Pacific and more specifically Hawaii. Yeah. Yeah. I really liked, I said this in the blog too. I liked doing that before I went snorkeling. I know you didn't snorkel with me, but it was super interesting because I had, I wish I would have snorkeled with you. I know. (laughs) It would have been better than. He got such a bad certain burn, you guys. He's super white (laughs) and it's like, he must've like missed a spray area. This is actually on my, my little extras. Is it? Is do not, no, but do not use spray spray sunscreen. If you're that white, I was fine. You think you hit an area (laughs) You don't. and you don't. And by the time you realize it's an issue, it's too big of an issue to go back and correct. Stick with the, the lotion that way you can control and confirm the areas that you cover oh to avoid literally cooking your skin. Okay, risk aversion in Hawaii. Charles is going to do a separate one on that. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, was, that was it. I got it. my, my piece out. Um, but anyway, back to the aquarium. It was great. It was definitely worth the 25 bucks, 50 or 60 yeah. bucks. Total for the we tour got bus. the little that, audio that tour fun. thing, which was good. It was three dollars. Yeah, I think it was three dollars a person, yeah. which we didn't use it the whole time. No. But there were certain points along the path that you're like, oh, well, that's interesting. Let me get some additional information. Um, and the yeah, the the audio helped. It, it, it was nice. I think it did. It was short, good. Make sure to get there early. We got there just after it opened, and we had a really good, solid, what, hour before the tour buses right. came? By the time we left, uh, the tour buses had started to roll in. Um, so we got there at the perfect time and yeah. were able to have more space to examine the individual fish tanks and whatnot um, and definitely noticed a increase in in tourists uh, by the time we left. Yeah, because the, the buses had all come in, and so definitely get there early. You'll have a good hour or so, which I think maybe, I mean, we don't have kids, so maybe if we had kids, we'd stay longer. But I think a solid two hours to do the aquarium. 
Yeah, I think that that would, that be, plenty. would be plenty. Um, and also the time that we showed up, we kind of conveniently hit two of the um, little big attractions, little shows, the turtle shows, eating, right where the experts then, would yeah. come out and kind of give you a, a little rundown um, on both the turtle and the, I mean, I guess shark or whatever the, the big tank. the big tank yeah. that had the majority the of the fish stuff, yeah. which had the walk through um, tunnel with the fish over you um, so we we hit both of those I think it was at 10:30 and 11:30 yeah I think that's um, the fi- the turtles were at 10:30 and the uh, the big tank was at 11:30 um, and it felt like we spent enough time um, throughout the aquarium and especially at each exhibit uh, to be well worth your while. Yeah, I think so. So I, I mean, two hours and then we went and had lunch. It was right around lunchtime. So yep. that was a, it's a good thing to plan. There's some good lunch stuff in the area. Okay. Yes. And do it before you snorkel so you can identify the fish. That was fun. Okay. That was my number five. So you're number four. Number four. And I have a feeling that mine are going to be like one rank below me yours <laughs> so <laughs> until we get to number 1 um my number 4 was mama's mm. restaurant another restaurant mm-hmm. <laughs> it was extremely expensive but i didn't walk out there feeling like i got taken advantage of um you know i definitely felt like even though it was so expensive the meal was outstanding and very much worth uh, the price. Um, I had the uh, the steak and lobster um, meal. You had the stuffed mahi-mahi stuffed with um, lobster and crab. Macadamia crusted. Yes. And then for the appetizer, we had... Sashimi. The sashimi which I'm surprised I was able to say it correctly. Um, <laughs> I think I stumbled over it every single time I said it to the waiter. Yeah. Um, but it was um, three different types of fish. It was Ono, Ahi, and... Oh, Paka Paka! Our favorite. <laughs> um, you know, prepared three different ways, uh, you know, in order to highlight the... The fish, Yeah. The salt on the Ona was the best salt I think I've ever had in my life, which was a local pink salt uh, or red salt, whatever yeah, it is. But that was a great, just a great appetizer. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the fresh fish, I think all of their fish is caught locally that day. What do they say? They go through like 400 pounds a day of fish? I think 600. 600? Something crazy. Well, and our waiter like grew up next door. Oh, and that's true. Our waiter was Epps. Yep. E-P-E-S. French. Um, he grew up next door and actually began working at Mama's when he was a child making handmade lays. And he kind of gave us the backstory, um, you know, in his life, very briefly. Um, And, you know, it was just interesting. You know, he pointed out, oh, you know, I started out, you know, when I was a kid making lays and 
you know, he pointed to the archway, which was almost in the middle of the restaurant now, and indicated that that was where the doorway was way back when, when Mm -hmm. he started. Um, So, you know, it, it was nice to have been taken through the dinner experience by someone who legitimately has grown up with the restaurant and the owners from the very beginning, um, you know, and really had a feeling of what the restaurant was all about and what they wanted to present and provide to the patrons. Great service too. We weren't rushed, which when you have such a high volume restaurant like that, that is, you know, catering to a lot of tourists as well as locals, you a lot of times, especially in, you know, one of the really only fine dining restaurants in that area of Maui, um, can get pushed out. But I think we were there almost three hours. That was two. Two, two and a half. And we were worried, if you remember, two and a half, half, yeah. I think we were worried because it was solidly booked. We couldn't find a reservation. Oh, yeah. But if you keep looking on open table, as people call and change their reservations or cancel their reservations, it updates almost automatically, right? Literally does. I mean, we... We initially started out with a reservation at 845, mm-hmm. which we were like, oh my gosh, this is great. I'm so happy we got a reservation. Then once we got onto the island and realized, okay, it's a three-hour time difference for us, so 845 would actually be 1145. Yeah. And then after literally going and being out and about doing things the entire day, Most nights we were in bed and asleep at 9.30 or 10. Yeah. So thankfully we realized this. We went from 8.45 to 8. Then, you know, I was constantly checking open table. um, And usually you'll get... I think they send out a confirmation email the day before. And... I think that clues people in to change their reservation if they, if they can't make it. And yeah, you'll find there will be cancellations. And if you check it, um, not all the time, but frequently enough, um, you should see something pop up. So I think we were able to get five thirty, mm-hmm. which was absolutely perfect. Cause it's sunset. Cause we were exactly the restaurant yeah. opens up to uh, a little beach area with sand and it faces uh, the west sort of Um, you know enough so that you can get a nice sunset which for us was about 615 so I think it was the best table in the house I talk about it in the blog a little bit it's right as you first enter the first dining room on the left-hand side facing the beach, there's a little enclave. If you're a party of two, request this. Request Epps. <laughs> request yeah. this. Request this table. It. We looked at all the other tables in the restaurant. Absolutely, hands down, the best one. And you wrote in our uh, notes, like if we were celebrating something, right. that it was our anniversary and they brought me a beautiful lay made of fresh flowers free of charge and had a little note right we to us we re- like i said we rescheduled our reservation um i guess twice mm-hmm. and in the last one 
for the 530 that I knew we wanted, I included a little message saying, hey, it's our anniversary. You know, we can't wait to spend the night eating your food. Yeah, basically. (laughs) Um, And literally, I think I made it the day before. So it wasn't like, you know, we planned this well, well in advance. Um, And, you know, they had plenty of time to prepare. Uh, You know, it was the day before and we got an outstanding table, um, outstanding server. And yeah, like you said, the guy came around and, you know, congratulated us, you know, on our one year and gave you a nice handmade lay with... Mm -hmm. The owner's um, wife makes them. With, uh, yeah, with real flowers. Yeah. Um, and they had a note on the table. Uh, and then, yep. It was just wonderful. It was a wonderful experience. Yeah, the whole experience was outstanding, and it, it is very expensive. Yeah. Um, but all the little things that you like to see to justify spending that much, they did. Um, and, you know, the, the, the food was great. I agree. So what was your number four? My number four was our Airbnb. You know, I I know neither one of us are resorty people. It's just not really our style, especially because I like to have my own little space. And I like a fridge and my coffee pot. And, like, it's I just feel like I'm actually there in a place if I can stay in somebody's house. And our Airbnb was on the road to Hana, and it was a full house, which was absolutely beautiful, had a lot of land, had fruit trees, and my favorite feature, a a wraparound balcony of the entire house with a view of the ocean. There Um, was a spider. There was a spider on... (laughs) Cut off a third of the balcony for us. The scariest spider, you guys... I lived in Africa for months, and I have been bitten by poisonous spiders, and I have seen big spiders, and I kill them here in San Diego, right? I don't. Yeah, I'm too I scared. I, I, I have no problem with them here. None. None at all. I was terrified of this mamma It was the biggest and scariest spider I've ever seen, so it did cut off. <laughs> yeah, well, we did a spider check. Each day, we did to make sure that it <laughs> it hadn't moved. <laughs> was still there was and it had not come after us at night. Potentially come inside, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean the Airbnb was great. We were able to communicate with the host and get recommendations on places to go and things to do from someone who actually lives there, which was of course extremely beneficial yeah it's like your little um, concierge you know but you also have the privacy and quiet right and it was like an oasis you know i got i did feel like refuge um there and i liked being able to go and get different types of coffee and you know make it in our little pot in the morning and yep. if we had been out all day and had a big lunch we could just have a little bit of you know cheese and wine um that we had bought there's a Costco one mile from the airport. BT dubs everybody. <laughs> Just stop and Just get your stop, booze there. Get your booze. Stock up. <laughs> and a, a full bag of pirate booty, which was many of my meals. Um, and and I I loved that whole thing. Um, I loved our apartment. It had a very or it was a house, I guess. Uh, you know, bamboo jungle vibe, but upscale and nice and and wonderful to spend time with my husband on every single night. I loved it. So the, the Airbnb, um, 
was my number four. I'm unconventional. Putting it out there. If anybody wants the name of the people, reach out to me, Coco, or info at CocoLikeChanel.com, and I will happily share their information. They were great. Okay, baby. What is your number three, I want to say? Yeah, three. Yep. So, uh, my third was the sunrise. Yeah. At, what was the name of the mountain? Halakala. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it sounds that like Helen, Helen Keller. Yes, uh, that one. So, the sunrise was amazing. You have to get up very early to drive there. Yeah. I don't think it's near any... It's in the big, middle of the island. Yeah, it's not really yeah, near any big points middle. of interest that you would be staying around. So um, the sunrise was at 6.45, I think. Um, we got up at 4... 4.15. Do it, if you can, try to do it the first day you're there because... Well, I'm saying that because you're not... We went to bed early the first night because you're, we were three hours earlier. So yeah. getting up at four would have been seven, which is later than we normally sleep yeah. in. So try to do it early, but you have to plan that, right? Yeah. We but didn't plan. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. You are essentially at the top of a mountain, a volcano, and are above the clouds. Yeah. So... You're basically looking out along the horizon at a nice sheet of clouds. And then you have the sun poking up from behind that. Um, And, of course, the light refraction with the clouds and the sun creates just an amazing sunrise. I'm typically not the type of person who would a want to get up at <laughs> you 4 did not let's just let's just say there was some bitching or did not want to do it uh, yeah or b be like oh my gosh that was an amazing sunrise <laughs> um no that's me yeah so for me to endorse it i think it's a big thumbs up Oh, you're putting more the um, so, Charles stamp of approval? Yeah, more so than, uh, you know, just a typical, I think, an average person. Um, it's magical. You feel like you're in heaven. Halakala means house of the sun because the way that it's positioned where you where you view it, um, it looks like the sun is coming out of the top of the volcano. There are pictures on the blog post, you guys. Um, but it's it's pretty special. And just a couple tips. Couple tips. Here we go. Yes. <laughs> like mamas, book it in advance. Um, you know, this is another that we kind of got lucky with. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> they usually, if you drive up to the mountain to the top, they you have to get a reservation or a ticket. Um, for sunrise only. For sunrise only. For sunset, you don't have to. Anything after 7 a.m., you don't have to. Yeah. Um, So, 
book it to, at least two weeks out. Um, I think it costs like a dollar fifty to yeah. process the reservation. You know, it really doesn't cost anything. Um, they just don't there have were, room. Right, exactly. Yeah. There, they only have so many parking spots. Um, there were, I think, at least two cars that got turned away mm-hmm. um, in front of us because they didn't have a reservation. Um, so, number one, book it in advance. Um, if you're going on a last-minute trip and can't, then the way we got our ticket was um, two days before... They add a limited number of tickets online that are available at 4 p.m. Lottery style. So we, I think we went on there at about like 4.15 or 4.20. We yeah, were in I Hana. Do. There was like no signal. We struggled to find, we literally drove around <laughs> trying to find cell signal. We um, did. To go ahead and book it. But we, we did it at about 4.15 or 4.20. Mm-hmm. And I think they had like six tickets available. Um, so I don't know, they probably throw on 10, uh, you know, two days before. So if you are planning last minute, that gives you a little bit of an opportunity. Um, number two, it's cold. Mm. You, if you're like me and you wake up at 4am and you're not used to that and you're kind of groggy and hadn't planned ahead and, you throw on shorts, sandals, and a long sleeve button up shirt. Hashtag that's what you did. You you will be very cold. There I believe are, you made fun of me while I was putting on my sweater. Well, <laughs> there funny. it really hit me when we got there and there were people who were on a bus tour who I guess had been standing out there for like an hour or so and were in literally snow gear parkas and we're complaining about how cold it was. Um, we got there at the very last minute at about <laughs> six o'clock and caught the sunrise and we're there for about 10 or 15 minutes after. Um, I made it 30 minutes until I was like, okay, I need to go inside. Um, so those are two little tips. Uh, make sure to bring uh, special clothes. What was the biggest tip? That we were, do you remember? Keep your receipt. No, 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 no. That's a really good tip. I have an even better one. Okay. But, yeah, we'll get to this when we get to the road to Hana. Um, If you go to any of the national parks parks in Hawaii, you have to pay an entrance fee. That entrance fee is good for three days. Per vehicle. Per vehicle for any of the other parks on the island. So we did the road to Hana before the mountain, and we had our receipt. Volcano, but yeah. So I think there was one day in between the road to Hana and the volcano, (laughs) and we went out to lunch that day, and we had the receipt on the dashboard on the passenger side. (laughs) It's my fault. That's what he's saying. Uh, exactly. He's saying it's my fault. It was. <laughs> and uh, there's some type of breeze that came through and it sucked the receipt out of the car. And I don't know why, but I just had this feeling that we should keep it. So 
I said, what? Well, baby, you know, you should go get the receipt. <laughs> oh, no, it's fine. Okay. Was her response. Dear Shaka Maui people, please update your app narration. You say in the app narration to keep your Hana receipt because you can go back to these seven pools. But don't say. But you don't say that you can go to any other national park. So Shakahana will talk about you in a minute. <laughs> and to be fair, I didn't say you should keep your receipt because. Yes. You just it might get us into the park. Yes. A, I had a feeling, but B, also you littered. I didn't litter. The wind sucked it out. It's not like I threw it out of the window. But because you consciously did not go back and get the receipt. Oh my gosh. You littered. So, anyway, okay. yeah, keep Dear the receipt. Hawaiian government, no, keep if the you receipt. listen to this, I did not litter. It was just a wind incident. I hope they come and arrest you. <laughs> anyway, we actually, we had a very nice um, person at the guard gate. Yes. Who we, we explained the situation story. to. And he was very nice. Also, if you guys are military, active, active military. duty. Um, at the aquarium and at the national parks, show your active duty military ID and you will get in for free. Um, and just a, one final little note. Tip number four, I guess. <laughs> Don't step on the rocks. Don't step on the rocks. <laughs> we were there for 30 minutes. <laughs> and one park ranger... I think her entire job is to stand there and watch the rocks and yell at people who step on on them. And it it started out kind of casually, like, don't don't get on the rocks. You know, please step off the rocks. There's an ecosystem, an ecological system. Right. Well, no, it didn't even get to that far. It was just, you know, excuse me, you know, please get off the rocks. Throughout the 30 minutes, there must have been 15 people who this got yelled at. This is not a big space, by the way. If you yell on one end of this no, space, everyone hears you it. can hear it. Like, everyone can hear it. So it, it escalated <laughs> from, you know, reasonable volume, you know, excuse me, don't get on the rocks, please get off the rocks, to yelling Get off the rocks. Get off the rocks. With an explanation and uh, like a total guilt trip of you're destroying our environment. Yeah. And honestly, by the end of it, I totally sympathized with her. (laughs) That must be the worst job in the world. I would hate to do it. And she's 100% right. Um, People were just assholes. Like they obviously heard. Again, they'd been saying this for like half an hour. Well, right. And it wasn't just like, oh, someone walked through the area. It was people getting up on the rocks to take a selfie or pose and have someone else take a picture of them. You know, it it was it was so frustrating once you kind of get the idea that, okay, these rocks are very delicate um, and, you know, your movement or activity on them is hurtful yeah um so it started out really funny but it got very real by the end of it real 
I wanted to like give her a throat lozenge. Like she was like hoarse from yelling. We that I, I think I actually said thank you to her yeah, as we left. I think you <laughs> did that, too. That's got to be the the most difficult and frustrating job. She was very job. passionate. She's the one. They like ring a little bell at sunrise, and then she's like, "This is the date, and this is your sunrise." <laughs> Anyway, okay, uh, one last thing about the Halakala Trail. We bought, and we'll talk about this on the road to Hana, we bought a package of tours with an app called Shaka Guide where you have offline map and directions as well as audio commentary for your drive um, that works without signal. They also have one for Halakala, the road to to Halakala. I would highly recommend you guys buy the package. Um, with Halakala, it's great, and we learned about a couple of things, like the which we won't talk about here, but the lavender gardens and the disappointing goat cheese place, yeah. and the winery and the little towns and stuff that we wouldn't have known otherwise. Right. Um, yeah, and it's good. It just fills the it fills the time because it's five a.m. and you don't want to talk to each other. So, other than his creepy laugh, which we'll talk about, um, it was it was great. Okay, my number three. My number three was Front Street. So um, Front Street is a cross between Magazine Street and like a beach town. And it has lots of little shops. They also have a artist market on Saturdays where we found a gift for the person who's dog sitting Belle. Shouts to Lacey. We love you. Yeah, definitely go on a weekend Saturday. Go on, get to the Um. artist market. Great stuff um, that's not quiche and... Most made by it. local artists. Most of it. Yes, yeah, it was quiche, but... And the street is cute. That's where we found the poster shop with the uh, Andy Warhol Chanel poster. Don't go in the poster shop. Oh, my God. It was amazing, you guys. I can't wait <laughs> to put the pictures on Instagram, and I'll probably do an entire podcast on it because I'm obsessed with them. I cried. But... <laughs> I um, walked out of there with a significantly lighter wallet. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> that hurt. That hurt. It, but it was worth it. It, it turned out... It went from, oh, this place looks interesting. Oh, European posters? Maybe we should go just oh, browse. Oh, I had one of the posters. I had a reprint of one of the posters, one of the original posters from France in my office because I have French posters in my office. And now I'll have originals, motherfucker. I'm excited. Okay, so I like French Street. Um, also, I will say the um, gelaterias in Maui are awesome. Uh, we stopped and got ice cream on Front Street, and in- that was one of my extras. There yeah. is literally a gelateria everywhere mm-hmm. in Maui, mm-hmm. and they're all great. Yep. And it's hot. And you and you like ice cream, so I mean, we all like ice cream. It's kind of the perfect little break in the walk to go get something cool and take a breather. I liked it. Gift shopping Saturdays, art market, and walk down that street. It's cute. Yeah. There's I, a lot of, I, lot of little shops, a it. lot of little places to go get a drink or something to eat. Mm-hmm. Um, we only spent an afternoon there, but you could definitely spend definitely more spend And that's in Lahana. Yes. Yeah. Okay. You're number two, my love. My number two was the road to Hana. Um, well, I'm really surprised to what your number one is then. I bet. Shocking. That's why I told you. I said mine will be one step ahead of yours in yeah. every place because I know you wouldn't put... What you're going to put ahead of it. Okay. All right, go ahead. Road to Hana. Um, the whole thing was great. 
listen to the guide. They kind of indicate places that are good, but maybe not high points to stop at. It will take you the entire day. Start early, leave plenty of time, and get back during daylight. Yeah. Um, You don't want to be driving that road, especially... uh, the beginning parts, um, at, at night in the dark. Yeah. Um, the other thing I would say is get a convertible or a Jeep or something where you can take the top off the vehicle. One of my favorite parts. Because the view up Mm -hmm. is almost more amazing than the view straight ahead. Canopies of trees. Incredible. Um, yeah, so that was amazing. Um, the other thing was uh, the hike at the end. Um, one of the absolute highlights of the trip. Yep. Um, you start out, I think, probably the first quarter mile is extremely uneventful. You have a view of a waterfall from about 200 yards away, which <laughs> is like any other waterfall you'd see anywhere else Driving on the island. To yeah, you pass by like five of them. <laughs> um, so, and it's straight uphill. Yeah, so get through the first part of the hike as quickly as you can. Just trudge through. Um, when you get to the bamboo forest, that's when I would say you should really stop and take it slow and take things in. Holy shit, the bamboo forest is magical. It's amazing. Um, there, you're literally in a bamboo forest. Um, yeah, that's not a euphemism. N- no. Uh, there's bamboo all around you, a canopy above you. Um, you know, the light beams coming in between you know, the bamboo. The sound of um, like knocking. And, yeah, the, the bamboo in the wind. Incredible. Um, you know, definitely get through the first part of the hike and get to that, mm-hmm. um, and then enjoy. Yeah. Um, and then you'll go through the bamboo forest, and um, thankfully for the last part of the hike, they installed some kind of walkway so that the extra bits just randomly like yeah so that you're not um you know actually walking you know on the ground um it seemed like it had gotten pretty worn and muddy and we went during a drier time because you could tell by the waterfall yeah so just make sure you know really pay attention to those signs so once we got to that part and kind of made our way from the bamboo forest to the waterfall um, you know, you begin to hear the water, the waterfall, and, um, you know, you kind of know that you're beginning to approach it. Um, once we got to the waterfall, um, the path, the official path <laughs> ends, and there is a big sign that says, do not pass. Fatalities have occurred. Yeah. Um... <laughs> As we were standing at this sign, two people <laughs> came from, from the bush. Came from the bush. They came from the other side, 
and the guy had a great line. He's like, oh, well, that's where the sign was. So clearly some people advance past the sign. Um, I will say probably 300 yards before we got to that point, we did pass um, a park ranger. Mm-hmm. So there are people there monitoring that area. Um, and it was dry season again, so I was yeah. I was comfortable breaking the rules. I mean, I'm not saying we did or we didn't. Yeah, definitely not pictures on the blog of us so, at the base of the waterfall. But <laughs> I would imagine if you were to proceed past the sign that the path would continue for a relatively short distance. Um, you will have to go through a stream and then a little um, brush field. But I, I think the end result <laughs> is well worth proceeding forward and through. Um, Weather conditions permitting. Yeah. Hashtag we did it. <laughs> or we did. <laughs> Who's to say? <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's well worth it, I, I think, I would imagine. Um, you know, I, if we had done it, I think I might recommend to other people to do it. Um, but yeah, it was awesome. It was really, really awesome. So that was my number two road to Hana. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really think I have anything more to add. Um, the eucalyptus trees are really cool. That was on my bonus list. Um, well worth Which they the mentioned stop. in the road to Hana yeah. commentary. And it's something that you literally can park and walk and see and get back to your car in 15 or 20 minutes, so it won't take up a great deal of the day. And they're cool as hell. Yeah, they're really cool. Really cool. Um, then other little tips. Um, they have food stands along the way to stop for lunch if you want. Um, we had really good barbecue um, at the place we stopped. In Hana. In Hana. Yeah. Um, some other people recommended uh, you know, packing a lunch, will also be fine. Um, but make sure you bring a ton of water. Yeah. So you don't have to buy a $4 bottle of water like we did. Although we found out it that the Hawaiian really volcanic water yes. is really if good. If you do have to buy water in Hawaii, don't get Dasani or Crystal Springs or whatever. Smart water or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Get the, the actual Hawaiian water. Um, you can actually taste a difference, and I, I thought it was really worth it. Um, and then also bring some snacks for you on the car ride. Pirate booty. Pirate booty is good, yes. Um, yeah, that's all I had for that. So I think we knocked out your number one. Uh, well, I have a couple of things I'm going to add to it. My number two was Halakala Sunrise, for okay. sure. So right. I don't have anything actually like more to add to that. No. It was awesome. No, just that, do it. It's covered. Okay. So my number one, I'm just going to do it because we're still talking about it. Road to Hana. Yeah. It was my favorite for sure. Number one, the bamboo forest, the waterfall. I mean, the hike was absolutely incredible. So the whole time you hear this thing about the, 
these seven ponds and, <laughs> and it was like, you know, these, these seven sacred pools and like, that's what you kept hearing. And when we got there, they were talking about the hike on the audio commentary and Charles didn't want to do it. And I'm like, Oh, we're doing the hike. I am seeing the bamboo forest. And so he didn't want to, but I was like, we're doing it. And so after that, we came back down and I'm like, we're tired. It's been four miles. And I was like, all right, we got to at least try to go and see these seven sacred pools. Like, they have to be really cool. That's what everybody talks about. There's nothing sacred about them. Oh, my God. Biggest disappointment. Maybe it was the time of year we were there. Maybe when it's rainy season. I think they had to have been, yeah. There has to have been something wrong with. It's a half mile loop. You can do it in like 10 minutes. Um, So if you want to see them, see them. But truthfully, Vera left you guys right on past the sacred pools. They were all they were all fenced off, so you couldn't even get. You can't swim in them or close to them. Yeah, it was kind of hard to see. It was hard to see. Um, Again, I don't know. Like I feel like the way everyone talked about it and the way the guide talked about it, we had to have missed something. We didn't. I just think it had to have been the time of year or not rainy season or something. Something I don't know, but. It was, we were not impressed. I was not impressed. I We downloaded uh, the Shaka Maui app, which we've talked about offline. They do this mixture of talking Hawaiian history, which is all pretty <laughs> depressing. It was like smallpox and leprosy wiped out 90% of their population. And like basically Westerners have just killed them like the Native Americans. And then they killed each other for a little while. Um which he says all with a very upbeat voice. Um, but they do um, have great off-road navigation. So as you're turning, they're talking about the turn you're doing. I don't know how they do that. Um, and Hawaiian music and history. So um, definitely liked that. And the walk, definitely my favorite thing. The hike that we did through the bamboo forest. I feel like there's a children's story in there. Like an elf. Like when he goes through the forest of the twirly whirly gumdrops i feel like i need to write a children's book about hana and like through the magical bamboo forest to the 400 foot waterfall i don't know i'm gonna work on it but there's something there that's my numero uno so what pray tell my love is your number one my number one drum roll do you want drum roll Relaxing at the end of the day with my wife. Oh, shut up. You're so <laughs> I know how 100% cheesy that sounds. Oh, my God. It sounds so cheesy. I can't believe you said that. That's hilarious. But honestly, the entire vibe of the island is so relaxing. Even if you're out and about doing things the entire day... Yeah. Um, everything is very chill and relaxing and getting away from a high-paced job and actually being able to turn off and relax mm. is incredible. Um, so most days we would just go back to our Airbnb at 5 o'clock, which had a view of the ocean and beautiful forest. It's yeah. not like we were slumming it. And we'd sit out and have drinks and on the balcony and play Uno or Canasta. Um, you know, and really just relax and 
have some fun, just the two of us. Um, and most nights for dinner, we would just do something simple like a cheese plate, um, you know, that you can throw together very quickly and there's not a lot of cleanup. Because we had big lunches um, too. Right. So, I mean, I think for me, like looking back on it, just being able to go on a vacation and relax and return and feel rejuvenated was outstanding and closing out the day, just sitting back on the balcony, getting some quality time (laughs) with my wife and dominating in Uno and Canasta. You did not dominate was in Uno. incredibly rewarding. No, you did uh, not dominate in Uno, and we only played Canasta one night, and I swear to God, the cards were against me. Right. They, right. they were against me. No, of course they were. I literally could do nothing right. Well, I mean, the time before that we played, I think I won four games in a row Ugh, and swept you. I don't recall that. I have the note. <laughs> On my phone that kept the score. By the way, everybody, I've been playing Canasta um, since I was literally like four years old on my grandfather's lap. This is not okay. I learned maybe three or four years ago. Oh, you're such an ass. But I'm just naturally Shut talented. Um, and, you know what? And picked up the game. No. To where... Both times we were playing with your grandmother's Canasta card set. I think those cards are cursed. I want a rematch with my original deck from Egypt. You're right. They are blessed. No, cursed. Blessed. We're saying cursed. Leave it to you to come up with some excuse. <laughs> uh, I liked that too, baby. That was sweet. But I don't know. I, I thought that was the best. Just kind of getting away from everything, even away from the activities of the vacation um, you know, and instead of going out and trying to find a new place to eat dinner every night and spending a lot of the money, money associated yeah. with that, um, you know, I think we probably spent $30 total on dinner that we ate at the Airbnb for yeah, the entire trip. Because we had the fridge and everything, yeah. Right. Um, you we know, we got some cheese, tomatoes. We picked guavas on the trail to Hana. Yeah, we had some guavas. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so I don't know. It was just a a really nice way to wind down and end the day instead of going out to eat and having to drive and then get back to the Airbnb. And then, um, you know, by that time it would be 8.30, 9. And, uh, you know, it, it was a much more relaxing way to end the day than continuing to be out and about. Agreed. So. So near misses. Ec- extras. Extras. Extra. Extra. Read all about it. Um, we already covered the sunscreen, Front Street, Gelato, the eucalyptus trees, and the Maui Ocean Center. So. Okay. I have a really big extra. Extra. Are you ready? Mosquito repellent. Oh yeah. Y'all. I think most people would. Logically, Okay. Don't say I'm not logical. No. We live in San Diego and don't have mosquitoes. So we don't ever think about that, even though 
we're both from Louisiana. Well, my darling husband's <laughs> like, I love sitting outside with my wife, watching her get eaten alive. That's true. You are more attractive to the mosquitoes than I. <laughs> no, they're more attracted to me. Her blood is delicious. <laughs> I am not attracted to them. Um, but yeah, it was kind of funny. After the first night or yeah. two of you getting bitten... We went out and got bug spray, and she sprayed her entire body. Absolutely. And I think we sat outside for about 15 minutes that night, and they had switched (laughs) to attacking me. (laughs) So I had to go spray my entire body. Yeah. And at that point, we were good. Yep. Um, But yeah, get some bug spray. Absolutely, get some bug spray. Um, okay, a couple of other extras um, that just come to mind. I, I know we mentioned the rainbow eucalyptus trees. I definitely had that on my list. Great fish restaurants, um, for sure. Um, I don't think I kind of planned ahead enough a lot. We talked about the reservations for Halakala and Mama's Fish House. One of the other things that we did not get reservations for that we didn't end up doing this trip that I would like to do if we go back is a luau. So this is where you're going to find the traditional Hawaiian dancing, the hula, um, as well as like the Tahitian fire dancers and where they like. Now we found out actually there's only one place shouts to Brenda at the Ritz Carlton um, that does a luau with a, a actual pig that they bury. And congratulations to Zachary Garan on Zachary the nuptials. Wherever uh, you are, when we called to see if we could get reservations, they're like, oh, Garans, you already have a reservation. And <laughs> so, yeah, apparently Zachary Garan got Zachary married Garan. at the Maui Ritz Carlton. Ritz Carlton the weekend that we were there. Fancy um, motherfucker. There was a brief discussion about whether or not we should attend. Well, we Being were, that we are Garands. We were going to try to find his wedding. There really can't be that, that many yeah, degrees of separation. Of I wanted to Vince Vaughn that shit. And no. You poo-poo <laughs> <laughs> I know it would have been funny. Plus, if you crash a wedding at the Ritz-Carlton in Maui, I think that's like the highest level of wedding crashing you can achieve. Okay. Anyway, anyway we... We didn't. And we didn't. And we didn't end up doing a luau. But we, I, I did actually... Once I got back to work and had talked with a couple of my coworkers, um, you know, who had been to Maui, they said the Luau in Lahaina. The old Lahaina, Lahaina Theater, which is yeah. the only one that does the pig. They said it was legit and well worth it. Um, it's expensive. It's like 200 bucks per person, like 180 something like that. Whatever it's a it was. Very wide range we just threw out there. Well, I think you um, can buy tickets for certain rums, like how close you are to the stage, and that's what it dictates the price. Anyway. Yeah, but it got very good reviews from coworkers who had attended previous years. Um, so I think it'll definitely be tops on our list of things to do when we go back. Yeah, agreed. Just have to book in advance. They book out like almost two months in advance, you guys. So if you're going to do it, plan ahead. Um, okay. I think that's Hawaiian it. Airlines was a great airline. Oh, yeah. We they, were, it's one of my extras. I didn't even think about that. They would have made my top five. They were fantastic. 
We had a direct flight from San Diego. Direct flight. It was about five and a half half hours. hours. Um, They are literally doing some kind of food or drink or snack or tea service probably two-thirds of the flight. I would say every half an hour. You start out with a beverage, water, soda, whatever. Um, And then about 30 minutes later, they come around and actually provide a, quote, meal. Complimentary. Complimentary, um, which I think they said they're the only airline. Domestically. Domestic that provides that. Yeah. Um, And the first flight was a... Like it was in the morning. It was a vegetarian breakfast sandwich. Thank God. Um, which was, it was good considering it was airline food. Um, on the way back, it was a barbecue chicken sandwich, which was, it had really good flavor, but the bread was soggy, <laughs> uh, which is a big pet peeve of mine. <laughs> uh, toast the bread. Alert Bobby Flay. No, they should. They should definitely <laughs> toast the bread. It would uh, would have been much higher graded. It might have actually prompted me to remember them to put them on the top yeah, ten. Surprised. Um, and then near the end of the flight, I think around the last hour, um, they come around and give you a complimentary alcoholic beverage. Always welcome. Rum and some kind of uh, guava juice, or fruit yeah. soda juice. Yeah. Um, I think it was passion guava orange. Yeah. Um, which is really nice. And a little um, snack. You get a little trail mix. There. Yep, and you get a little, a little snack mix. Um, but yeah, I mean, the flights, the service was great. The seats were actually relatively comfortable. I agree. For five and a half hours, very comfortable. Yeah. I've been on airlines on a... Two-hour flight. Two-hour flight Miserable. where it's just been like, oh my God. I will jump off of this plane instead of sitting here yep. for another 10 minutes. Um, but everything about it was great. Uh, you know, I will spend more money in the future if necessary to fly them as opposed to a different airline, a regular, more mainstream airline. I would too. I, we got very lucky. Um, glad that that happened and yeah I just I think that's the last thing I had on my extra extras yeah that's all about it all right well thank you baby for being on my podcast and I had a great honeymoon with you a year later hashtag one tear when you're in first return (laughs) (laughs) it still counts still counts but yeah happy anniversary I love you love you too we got Maui no we did Maui Love you. Well, that is all for this week's episode of Tea with Coco. Thank you so much for joining myself and my husband, Charles, as we recounted our Maui adventures. Please make sure you subscribe on applepodcast.com and rate us five stars. We look forward to our next episode. And everyone, laissez le bon temps rouler and have a great day.